Section eight of Utopia by Sir Thomas More, translated by Rafe Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of their living and mutual conversation together. But now will I declare how the citizens use themselves one towards another, what familiar occupying and entertainment there is among the people, and what fashion they use in the distribution of everything first the city consisteth of families the families most commonly be made of kindreds for the women when they be married at a lawful age they go into their husbands houses but the male children with all the whole male offspring continue still in their own family and be governed of the eldest and ancientest father unless he dote for age for then the next to him in age is placed in his room but to the intent the prescript number of the citizens should neither decrease nor above measure increase it is ordained that no family which in every city be six thousand in the whole besides them of the country shall at once have fewer children of the age of fourteen years or thereabout than ten or more than sixteen for of children under this age no number can be prescribed or appointed this measure or number is easily observed and kept by putting them that in fuller families be above the number into families of smaller increase but if chance be that in the whole city the store increase above the just number therewith they fill up the lack of other cities but if so be that the multitude throughout the whole island pass and exceed the due number then they choose out of every city certain citizens and build up a town under their own laws in the next land where the inhabitants have much waste and unoccupied ground receiving also of the same country people to them if they will join and dwell with them they thus joining and dwelling together do easily agree in one fashion of living and that to the great wealth of both the peoples for they so bring the matter about by their laws that the ground which before was neither good nor profitable for the one nor for the other is now sufficient and fruitful enough for them both but if the inhabitants of that land will not dwell with them to be ordered by their laws then they drive them out of those bounds which they have limited and appointed out for themselves and if they resist and rebel then they make war against them for they count this the most just cause of war when any people holdeth a piece of ground void and vacant to no good nor profitable use keeping other from the use and possession of it which notwithstanding by the law of nature ought thereof to be nourished and relieved if any chance do so much diminish the number of any of their cities that it cannot be filled up again without the diminishing of the just number of the other cities which they say chanced but twice since the beginning of the land through a great pestilent plague then they fulfil and make up the number with citizens fetched out of their own foreign towns for they had rather suffer their foreign towns to decay and perish than any city of their own island to be diminished but now again to the conversation of the citizens among themselves the eldest as i said ruleth the family the wives be ministers to their husbands the children to their parents and to be short the younger to their elders 
every city is divided into four equal parts or quarters in the midst of every quarter there is a market-place of all manner of things thither the works of every family be brought into certain houses and every kind of thing is laid up several in barns or storehouses from hence the father of every family or every householder fetcheth whatsoever he and his have need of and carrieth it away with him without money without exchange without any gage pawn or pledge for why should anything be denied unto him seeing there is abundance of all things and that it is not to be feared lest any man will ask more than he needeth for why should it be thought that that man would ask more than enough which is sure never to lack certainly in all kinds of living creatures either fear of lack doth cause covetousness and ravin or in man only pride which counteth it a glorious thing to pass and excel other in the superfluous and vain ostentation of things the which kind of vice among the utopians can have no place next to the market-places that i spake of stand meat-markets whither be brought not only all sorts of herbs and the fruits of trees with bread but also fish and all manner of four-footed beasts and wild fowl that be man's meat but first the filthiness and ordure thereof is clean washed away in the renning river without the city in places appointed meat for the same purpose from thence the beasts be brought in killed and clean washed by the hands of their bondmen for they permit not their free citizens to accustom themselves to the killing of beasts through the use whereof they think clemency the gentlest affection of our nature by little and little to decay and perish neither they suffer any thing that is filthy loathsome or uncleanly to be brought into the city lest the air by the stench thereof infected and corrupt should cause pestilent diseases moreover every street hath certain great large halls set in equal distance one from another every one known by a several name in these halls dwell the syphagrants and to every one of the same halls be appointed thirty families on either side fifteen the stewards of every hall at a certain hour come into the meat markets where they receive meat according to the number of their halls but first and chiefly of all respect is had to the sick that be cured in the hospitals for in the circuit of the city a little without the walls they have four hospitals so big so wide so ample and so large that they may seem four little towns which were devised of that bigness partly to the intent the sick be they never so many in number should not lie too throng or straight and therefore uneasily and incommodiously and partly that they which were taken and holden with contagious diseases such as be wont by infection to creep from one to another might be laid apart far from the company of the residue these hospitals be so well appointed and with all things necessary to health so furnished and moreover so diligent attendance through the continual presence of cunning physicians is given that though no man be sent thither against his will yet notwithstanding 
there is no sick person in all the city that had not rather lie there than at home in his own house when the steward of the sick hath received such meats as the physicians have prescribed then the best is equally divided among the halls according to the company of every one saving that there is had a respect to the prince the bishop the tranibors and to ambassadors and all strangers if there be any which be very few and seldom but they also when they be there have certain several houses appointed and prepared for them to these halls at the set hours of dinner and supper cometh all the whole syphagranti or ward warned by the noise of a brazen trumpet except such as be sick in the hospitals or else in their own houses howbeit no man is prohibited or forbid after the halls be served to fetch home meat out of the market to his own house for they know that no man will do it without a cause reasonable for though no man be prohibited to dine at home yet no man doth it willingly because it is counted a point of small honesty and also it were a folly to take the pain to dress a bad dinner at home when they may be welcome to good and fine fare so nigh hand at the hall in this hall all vile service all slavery and drudgery with all laboursome toil and base business is done by bondmen but the women of every family by course have the office and charge of cookery for seizing and dressing the meat and ordering all things thereto belonging they sit at three tables or more according to the number of their company the men sit upon the bench next the wall and the women against them on the other side of the table that if any sudden evil should chance to them as many times happeneth to women with child they may rise without trouble or disturbance of anybody and go thence into the nursery the nurses sit several alone with their young sucklings in a certain parlour appointed and deputed to the same purpose never without fire and clean water nor yet without cradles that when they will they may lay down the young infants and at their pleasure take them out of their swathing clothes and hold them to the fire and refresh them with play every mother is nurse to her own child unless either death or sickness be the let when that chanceth the wives of the syphagrants quickly provide a nurse and that is not hard to be done for they that can do it proffer themselves to no service so gladly as to that because that there this kind of pity is much praised and the child that is nourished ever after taketh his nurse for his own natural mother also among the nurses sit all the children that be under the age of five years all the other children of both kinds as well boys as girls that be under the age of marriage do either serve at the tables or else if they be too young thereto yet they stand by with marvellous silence that which is given to them from the table they eat and other several dinner-time they have none the syphagrant and his wife sit in the midst of the high table for as much as that is counted the honourablest place and because from thence all the whole company is in their sight for that table standeth overthwart the over-end of the hall to them be joined two of the ancientest and eldest 
for at every table they sit four at a mess but if there be a church standing in that syphagranti or ward then the priest and his wife sitteth with the syphagrant as chief in the company on both sides of them sit young men and next unto them again old men and thus throughout all the house equal of age be set together and yet be mixed and matched with unequal ages this they say was ordained to the intent that the sage gravity and reverence of the elders should keep the youngers from wanton license of words and behaviour forasmuch as nothing can be so secretly spoken or done at the table but either they that sit on the one side or the other must needs perceive it the dishes be not set down in order from the first place but all the old men whose places be marked with some special token to be known be first served of their meat and then the residue equally the old men divide their dainties as they think best to the younger on each side of them thus the elders be not defrauded of their due honour and nevertheless equal commodity cometh to every one they begin every dinner and supper of reading something that pertaineth to good manners and virtue but it is short because no man shall be grieved therewith hereof the elders take occasion of honest communication but neither sad nor unpleasant howbeit they do not spend all the whole dinner-time themselves with long and tedious talks but they gladly hear also the young men yea and purposely provoke them to talk to the intent that they may have a proof of every man's wit and towardness or disposition to virtue which commonly in the liberty of feasting doth show and utter itself their dinners be very short but their suppers be somewhat longer because that after dinner followeth labour after supper sleep and natural rest which they think to be of more strength and efficacy to wholesome and healthful digestion no supper is passed without music nor their banquets lack no conceits nor junkets they burn sweet gums and spices or perfumes and pleasant smells and sprinkle about sweet ointments and waters yea they leave nothing undone that maketh for the cheering of the company for they be much inclined to this opinion to think no kind of pleasure forbidden whereof cometh no harm thus therefore and after this sort they live togethers in the city but in the country they that dwell alone far from any neighbours do dine and sup at home in their own houses for no family there lacketh any kind of victuals as from whom cometh all that the citizens eat and live by End of section eight.